Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. This is the podcast where I read the words and the definitions and the etymology and the synonym information, and I talk about them and I tell you stories about my personal life if they ever come up. And uh, what else do I do? I try to explain things in a different way. I give sound effects between each word so you know when when the first one is done and the next one's about to start, as long as you're paying attention. And um, and then I sing a little song after I pick a word of the episode at the end, and sometimes there are guests. I basically do no editing, no prep. I go into this blind, so if you have issues with what I say, you can just blame my brain. The first word in this episode is... Okay, this is actually a word that I looked for in the previous episode, but I was spelling it wrong... I was missing a letter, and so uh, past Spencer was wrong. This is the word diuresis, and it's actually pronounced, I should fix that, diuresis. Diuresis, the British say diuresis. I think that's close enough. It is spelled D-I-A-E-R-E-S-I-S, or you can get rid of the A near the beginning. Diuresis, diuresis. Noun from circa 1611. Number one, a mark, and then it shows the two dots, placed over a vowel to indicate that the vowel is pronounced in a separate syllable, as in naive or bronte, and it says compare to umlaut, So yes, clearly they're related somehow, at the very least in the fact that they're both two dots. So um, it's, uh, you have to pronounce it in a separate syllable. So if the word naive did not have the two dots, maybe we would want to pronounce it naive. Naive. And then Bronte, uh, I guess um, maybe we would just say Bront if it didn't have the, 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 what is it? diuresis or diuresis hmm that is a good very specific information that i didn't know about and now i shall tell all the people i know the only thing is that um it doesn't say if this goes over any vowels or only certain vowels or maybe the difference between the diuresis and the umlaut is that it's a a syllable thing that when the diuresis is there you have to add a syllable but how do you know if you don't know the word how would you know if you have to add a syllable or not is it the diuresis or is it the umlaut i guess you just have to know the words right um so uh that was number one number two the break in a verse caused by the coincidence of the end of a foot with the end of a word. I think this is talking about poetry. So the break in a verse, there's a verse, there's a break in it. The coincidence of the end of a foot with the end of a word. So the if the break of a verse is where the end of a word and the end of a foot are the same, then that is called a diuresis. And I don't know enough about poetry and verses and foots and words to give you more information. 
diar how do you say this diuretic hmm diuretic is an adjective there's also diuretic uh there's a, that's a different thing right but how is it spelled oh, i don't know how to spell that one but that's yeah that's got to be spelled differently because i don't know that's a, that's a whole different thing the etymology says this is from the Greek diaresis, however that's pronounced, which literally means division, which is from diarene, which means to divide, which is from dia plus herine, which means to take. So dividing, yeah. Uh, so that makes sense. You know, when a, in a poem, if it's divided up, it's a diaresis, and then in a word, if it's there, it's dividing the word into additional syllables. The next word, we got to do a sound effect. Boom, 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 boom. Diag is the next word. This is an abbreviation for one, diagonal, and two, diagram. Boom, boom. The next word is diagenesis. It's the word genesis with the dia prefix. And this is a noun from circa 1886. So I'm going to just guess it's something about the beginnings of a thing because that's what genesis is. It's not the band genesis. Number one, recombination or rearrangement of constituents resulting in a new product. And the examples of the constituents that are being recombined or rearranged are chemicals or minerals. So if you mix them all up and put them back together in a different way, uh, I guess that's um, that's it's a it becomes a di diagenesis. And is this prefix about across and through? It seems like it would be, but I don't know. I don't know how that makes sense for this one. I guess if you're going through, I don't know. Let's read number two. The conversion, the conversion by compaction or chemical reaction of sediment into rock. So it's the conversion of sediment into rock. And how do you do that? Well, it's either being compacted. There's things that come on top of it and then it gets squished down real, real hard until it be turns into a rock or by chemical reaction. So the chemicals of different kinds get into the sediment and somehow somehow it turns it into a rock and that's uh that's diagenesis so it's the same idea as number one the the molecules the chemicals inside the stuff are being recombined rearranged to create a new thing um it's it the it's the genesis of a new thing Still not entirely sure how the dia prefix plays into this. That's okay. Diagenetic. Diagenetic is an adjective. Diagenic. Gene, nope. Diagenetically. That is an adverb. The next word. Boom, boom, boom. Diageotropic. Diageotropic or diageotropic. Is that how you pronounce that? Let's just double check. Yeah diageotropic adjective from 1880 tending to grow at right angles to the line of gravity as in diageotropic branches and roots 
I wonder why this happens. How does this happen? Actually, there is a tree not too far from where I live that my wife and I were like, how did that grow that way? Um, not sure if it was a natural thing or if it was uh, sort of like a human-made kind of thing, but it kind of looks like it's two trees. One of them goes up, and the other one essentially goes straight across the ground. Um, it It's up higher than the ground, of course, but it's, it's more parallel to the ground than it should be, uh, and it's pretty thick. So, you know, I know sometimes back in the olden days, there would be people like the uh, indigenous Americans, and they would sort of crack a tree or a branch as like a marker. And so they knew, okay, it, it go, the, the branch grows this way, and then it cuts across as like a right angle, and they would use it as markers to find places. But I don't know if this is what that is. Um, but yeah, so uh, maybe maybe we should post a picture of some diageotropic branches or roots so you can see what that looks like i guess i guess i'm thinking of a a pine tree i think their branches go straight out from the tree uh so it's they're parallel to the ground that would be a right angle to the line of gravity wouldn't it i think it would right i think that's how my brain works so maybe the branches of pine trees fir trees are diageotropic. Next word. Boom, boom. Diagnose. <laughs> that I don't. Why did it why was it so hard to say that word? It's diagnose or diagnose or diagnose. You got to emphasize the last syllable, diagnose. It is a verb from circa 1859 starting with transitive. 1A to recognize as a disease by signs and symptoms. Usually it's a doctor who's going to diagnose. They look at a person and they see their signs and symptoms of what's what's troubling them. And then they're um, once they recognize all of that as a specific disease or condition, then they can diagnose that disease. And so then the patient says, oh, thank God, now I know what it is that I have. And now I got to deal with it. 1B. To diagnose a disease or condition in, as in, diagnosed the patient. Good job, doctor. You know your stuff. Number two. To analyze the cause or nature of, as in, diagnose the problem. What might the problem be? We gotta figure it out. Doesn't have to be a medical thing. Could be on your computer, or your phone, or some other piece of technology, or some sort of system or earthly thing. What is the problem? Let's diagnose it. What is the problem with Spencer? There is one intransitive definition which says to make a diagnosis. Diagnosable, which is spelled with the E at the end of the word diagnose or no E, uh, that is an adjective. Diagnosable, diagnosable, diagno... Um, any etymology? It's just a back formation of diagnosis, which is our next word. Boom, boom. Diagnosis. Noun from 1655. 1A. The art or act of identifying a disease 
from its signs and symptoms. So you, you, I'm trying to combine this one and the last one. The last one was a verb. So you diagnose a diagnosis. You figure out what the diagnosis is by diagnosing. And maybe you can use your nose in a diagnosis because maybe something smells. 1B, the decision reached by diagnosis is the diagnosis. I will never get over the strange phenomena of hearing and saying a word so many times it becomes just nonsense. Number two, a concise technical description of a taxon. What's a taxon? A concise technical description of a taxon. No clue what a taxon is. Can't help you out there. 3A, investigation or analysis of the cause or nature of a condition, situation, or problem, as in diagnosis of engine trouble. Again, this is like the uh, the number two definition for the verb of diagnose, which said to analyze the cause or nature of. So it's not a medical thing. It's just, you know, trying to figure out the, the condition, the situation, the problem of a thing. Got to do a diagnosis to figure out what's going on. 3B, a statement or conclusion from such analysis. From such an analysis. Um, let's see. So this, is, this has more etymology than the last one, because the last one just came from this one. This is from the Greek diagignoskin. Diagignoskin. And that means to distinguish which is from dia plus gignoskin, which means to know, K-N-O-W, like, I know what you did last summer. There's more at the word know. So, yes, this is all about knowing a thing, figuring out a thing so then you know it. Medically, something with your engine, something else, you know it. You're learning it, you're figuring it out. The, oh, and I wonder, it doesn't say, but it, it does say that it's using the dia prefix. And so I wonder if that's the one, is that about across and through? Is there a different one? Um, hmm, I'm not, it's, I'm not seeing anything different than that. So how does across and through, you go, you have to go through a thing, you have to go, you have to learn across it to know it? Yeah, I'm not sure about that. The next word, boom, boom, bomb. Diagnosis related group. Three words, noun from 1977. The synonym is DRG, and you would think that the actual definition would be here with the words that are all spelled out instead of just DRG. But I guess if DRG is more common, then maybe that's where they want to put the definition. So you're going to have to wait a bit until we get to DRG to find out what what is a diagnosis-related group. The next word, boom, boom, diagnostic or diagnostical. Uh, first form, adjective from 1625, 1A, of relating to or used in diagnosis, as in a diagnostic tool. What might you use? 
Well, you might use the stethoscope, which is the thing with the middle metal, the the little metal thing with the little um, what's it called the the this, uh, the, the, the the diaphragm on it, and then you put it in your ears, so then you can hear like heartbeats and the lungs and things. So that would be a diagnostic tool. You might use uh, the little thing with the light and the magnifying glass to look in the eyeballs or in the nose or in the ear or in the mouth. Uh, what else? What else? There's so many things. There's the pulse taker and there's the uh, the the blood pressure cuff thing and there's you know even just a scale to to see your weight or measure your height. Uh, what else? What other diagnostic? The MRI machine, the CAT scan, the X-ray. Those would all be diagnostic tools, I think. Number two. Is that where we are? Yes. Number two. Serving to distinguish or identify. As in... Oh, no, I skipped one. Sorry. Backtrack, 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 backtrack. 1B. Using the methods of or yielding a diagnosis. As in, diagnostic tests. You gotta go do some tests to figure out the diagnosis. Um, I will actually be taking somebody to go to a test next week. They're going to have some tests to figure out some stuff. And so those will be diagnostic tests. Uh, there, here we have number two, serving to distinguish or identify as in a diagnostic feature. Hmm. Diagnostically is an adverb. Next word, boom, boom. Diagnostic second form. Noun from 1625. One, the art or practice of diagnosis. This is often used in plural. Diagnostics? So the art or practice of diagnosis is diagnostics. You're using all those things, the tests, the tools, to do the diagnosing. Number two, a distinguishing mark. Hmm. So what would that be? Uh huh. A diagnostic is a distinguishing mark for what? There's no example. I mean, I guess, I guess a diagnosis. If you're using a one of these tools or tests, and then you have a diagnosis, that is a distinguishing mark because it distinguishes, I guess, you from having the diagnosis or not. I don't know. That's a little confusing. Diagnostician. Diagnostician is a noun. That is the one who is doing the diagnosing. There is one more word for this. Nope. Uh, yes. <laughs> My brain looked, saw two things. Uh, we have one more word for this episode. Two forms of it. Boom, boom. Diagonal. Diagonal, diagonal. I guess you can take out one syllable if you like. Diagonal or diagonal. This is the first form, D-I-A-G-O-N-A-L, adjective from 1563. 1A, joining two vertices of a rectilinear figure that are non-adjacent or two vertices of a polyhedral figure that are not in the same face. Okay, so... Well, the easiest description is the first one, which is rectilineal figure, rectilinear figure. That's like a square or a rectangle 
or some sort of similar shape. And so the diagonal, let's say, let's say this rectilineal, I keep on saying it wrong, rectilinear figure has four corners. You, if you draw a line from one of the corners to the opposite corner, that would be the diagonal. Now, it says that they are non-adjacent because adjacent means that they would be next to each other. So the two corners on one side, you can't make a diagonal from those because they're already, they're on the same side. You can't draw a line. There's already a line that goes between them. That's a different thing. Or a polyhedral figure, that's going to be one that has a maybe a bunch of lines and corners, which are called vertices, uh, more than four, and any two of them that are not on the same side, they're not non-adjacent, they're not next to each other, any of those lines would be a diagonal. So I guess in that one, you could have lots of diagonals. 1B, passing through two non-adjacent edges of a polyhedron, as in a diagonal plane, P-L-A-N-E, that's not the plane that is the flat two-dimensional plane um so passing through two non-adjacent edges so if we take a polyhedron let's say it's got seven sides and you take two of the sides those would be oh no two non-adjacent edges so they can't be next to each other and then i guess if you draw a line or you put a plane through them that would be a diagonal so it doesn't have to be from corner to corner it could just be something that cuts through two sides. I think that's what it's saying. Number 2A. Inclined obliquely from a reference line. And the example of this reference line is the vertical. Inclined obliquely from a reference line as the vertical, as in wood with a diagonal grain. So obliquely means that it's kind of at an angle which is automatically like a diagonal. Um, The reference line, okay, so I guess the reference line, if it's a piece of wood like a two by four, the vertical part of that, the long edge of that might be the reference line. And then the grain is going obliquely from that vertical line, that side. Uh, So that's a diagonal. It's a diagonal grain. To be having diagonal markings or parts, as in a diagonal weave. And maybe that's like a basket weave, a, a, a carpet weave, a rug weave, something that's the diagonals. It's got markings that go at a diagonal. This is from the Greek diagonios, which means from angle to angle. From angle to angle. This is from dia plus Gonia, which means angle. It's also akin to the Greek word goni, G-O-N-Y, which means knee, like like the thing on your leg, the knee, where your it helps your leg create an angle as you bend it. There's more at the word knee, K-N-E-E. Sorry, I kicked a thing under this desk. Okay, I'm a little confused as how... Oh, well, I guess... Okay, okay, okay. So we got goni, which means knee, which is related to gonia, which means angle. And then if you put the dia prefix on there, 
It means from angle to angle because the dia prefix means through or across. So, you know, across from angle, the first angle, across to the other angle. So that's diagonios, and it's diagonal. Then it became diagonal. It's fascinating. One more word for this episode. Bum, 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 bum. Diagonal second form noun from 1571. One, a diagonal straight line or plane. It can be a diagonal from anything to anywhere, but it has to be at a diagonal. 2A1, a diagonal direction. If you are walking, driving, flying a plane, taking a train, a bus, a boat... That's going across a diagonal from one corner to another corner. That's a diagonal direction. 1A2. No, 2A2. A diagonal row, arrangement, or pattern. I don't know. That could be so many different things that could be in a diagonal row, arrangement, or pattern. If, if you take out your M&Ms and you sort them by color and then you create a fun design where the greens are going in a diagonal. That would be a a diagonal. To be something oriented in diagonal position. So just off-center, off-kilter, oblique from the normal position. Number three is the number four definition for the word slash, which is probably hmm, either the backslash or the forward slash, um, like on a keyboard. That's what I'm guessing, because those are at a diagonal position. Um, There is a phrase, on the diagonal, and this means in an oblique direction, and the synonym there is diagonally. So if you are going in an oblique direction, maybe you're crossing the street, but instead of going from one corner to another corner that are on the same side. You're going from one quarter. You're crossing through the middle of the entire intersection. Would that be kitty corner? You're going across from one corner to the opposite corner, and you would be going on the diagonal. Diagonally. We're going to talk about that word in the next episode. And uh, I think I think we're ending it there. For some reason, I had this. Oh, yeah, probably because of that. Okay. So, the words today, let's do a little repeat of them. We had diaresis, diag, diagenesis. Let's see, what what were they? The diaresis is the mark that we talked about in the previous episode. Diag is the abbreviation. Diagenesis is making new thing from other things. Diageotropic is the things that grow at right angles to the gravity. Diagnose, diagnosis. Diagnosis-related group, diagnostic, diagnostic, diagonal, diagonal. Hmm, all right. So what do we got? There's some good ones in here. I kind of feel like we should do diagnosis maybe because that's just an important thing in the medical world. Uh, Diagenesis, though, is also very interesting because it's new things from another thing. Uh, let's see. Let's see. I I do love a good diagonal. I remember, I think back in high school, my friend was like, I am going to walk the shortest distance I can when I'm walking home from school. 
or I'm going to walk straight from this tree to that tree. And so ever since then, I, I do that sometimes. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to go in a diagonal because you are walking a less distance. If you're, if you're trying to go from point A to point B, the shortest distance is a straight line. But if you follow the sidewalks and the roads, those aren't usually diagonals. So if you want to cut down in distance and time, you can, but you got to be very careful. You shouldn't be crossing streets where there is no crosswalk. You got to be careful of cars and things. Uh, but if, if it's very empty, maybe you can be okay. Or if you're just, you know, you got to look both ways a lot. I, I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, let's pick diagenesis as the word of the episode. Diagenesis, diagenesis, make a new thing from another thing from a chemical method. Diagenesis. Let's come up with some new songs, maybe. All right, that is going to be the end of this episode. Thank you very much for listening. Go ahead, do all those things, write a review, share it, subscribe, follow me on the social media, merchandise, Patreon, Google Voice, YouTube, email, all that fun stuff. This has been Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye. Goodbye.